0: Oy oy oy!
1: Yeah. All right. And we're off. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm going to say that again because my bird was chirping. Damn it! Hey. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you go on to thewatchlistpod.com to click on uh, any of our back episodes. You can engage with us on social media, at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, and at symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you happen to listen to us on social media, please or not social media, on Apple, Please give us a five star review to appease the algorithm gods and to keep us going and maybe one day get a sponsorship so we can do this all the time for you and make money because money is awesome and stuff and things. So, thank
0: you. Yeah, it lets us do some cool stuff.
1: All right, so we're going to have a quickie today. It's going to be a quick, quick, quick show.
0: Yep, yep.
1: I've got, I've got two things, and the reason okay. it's going to be quick is because, you know, right now as we record this, it is Friday, December the 9th, my birthday. No, it's,
0: oh, yes, it is. Sorry.
1: No, it's not. I You're right. I still think it was
0: Thursday. You're wrong, Larson. No. I can't yes, keep days straight. My head every day is the same.
1: Mm-hmm. About ready to yell at me and then yeah. stopped in your own tracks. <laughs> I did
0: because I realized, I, yeah, this is Friday morning yeah. while I'm working, Yeah, but also so, doing this
1: but it is also three days before Bill's birthday. So when this episode drops, it will be my 52nd birthday. Ooh. So everyone out there, as soon as you hear this, I like gold, I, I like gold. Actually, no, I don't. I like silver and, <laughs> and shiny things. Who doesn't like shiny things? Uh, but uh, if you ever feel in the giving mood, Give to a charity that you that you really believe in. That's what I would love for my birthday, and just a high, any hoozy. But we've got stuff planned for today, so our show is going to be quick, quick, quick. So why don't you start?
0: Oh, sorry, somebody from work was asking questions. Okay, I know and we're we also sneaking this
1: episode in while Patty <laughs> is working.
0: Work <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I have is a movie that Dwight saw at the theater. And he wanted me to watch it now that it's on, I forget what streaming service, but it doesn't really matter, um, because I have a tendency to predict what's coming up and why things are happening um, faster than, I guess, he does, or he doesn't catch it till the end, and he's like, oh, yeah, and he's like, how'd you know that? And I'm usually like, because it was obvious, I don't know, because I didn't fall asleep. Um <laughs> So the first movie I have is called Smile. Uh, this came out this year, um, back in September, and it's about a well, it stars uh, Sosie Bacon, who is the daughter of Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon, which nice. I didn't know that when I was watching this movie. Okay, and she is a psychiatrist in this like emergency psychiatric ward. And Dr. Rose Carter is her character's name. And this woman comes in. She's a PhD student who, several days previously, before she shows up at this emergency psych ward, witnessed her art professor die by suicide in like a gruesome way. Like he hit himself, he smashed his head with a sledgehammer. And after this happens, she goes through a lot of trauma. And she's hearing things and seeing things, and it's all really creepy for her. And then during this uh, session with Dr. Rose Cotter, she freaks out and she kills herself by slitting her own throat, like from her ear around to the other ear, almost like this creepy-ass smile. Okay. Or maybe exactly like a creepy-ass smile. Okay. And then after that, Dr. Carter starts... Seeing things and hearing things, and is getting tormented and freaked out by all these hallucinations. And nobody believes her that she's that this is real, except for her ex boyfriend later on in the movie. And so he actually starts to help her with stuff. And (sighs) yeah, so the thing that really bothered me is that her fiance was unwilling to even work with her to try and believe her at all when she's mm-hmm. saying this creepy shit's happening and she's not crazy. Mm-hmm. And he points out that her mother committed suicide and was not mentally stable. And that That's he was harsh, worried okay. about getting to ge- exactly, when was worried about getting together with her and he researched, you know, mental illnesses and stuff. But then he's unwilling to help her with his layman's research online. And I just thought, why are you with this asshole? If he's claims he loves you and you're engaged to be married and he's not even willing to work with you to get through this mental, whatever this is that you've got. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? And her ex-boyfriend is more willing to work with her and help her and... Help her with stuff, so yeah, that really bothered me, but I did see what was going on pretty early on to to explain what was happening okay yeah, but i I don't know if I would i mean it's it's your usual scary thing there's jump scares, there's that because it's mental issues that she's only experiencing um that kind of creepiness to it. Um, mm-hmm. It was okay. I was entertained. I was more entertained by this than this other thing that he made me watch last night that I'm not even going to talk about because that was okay. just, that was dumb and I wanted to like walk away from it really. <laughs> so yes, yeah, Smile. So, it's streaming somewhere. I don't remember exactly where. Sorry. Oh, it's a Paramount Pictures. It's store, on it's Paramount. Probably on Plus. Paramount Plus. Yeah. 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 It was okay. I, it was fairly entertaining. If you like horror movies, yeah, sure. Watch All it.
1: right. And then stay away from the plot hole of why the fiancé isn't helping the girl. Yeah,
0: kind of just ignore that. Ignore that. I mean, well, the sis- you, need,
1: you need that conflict, though, in a script.
0: I- yeah, yeah, you You do. need well, the disbeliever.
1: The- you need the uh, disbeliever.
0: Yeah, well, they made everybody around her a disbeliever, well, except of course, because for that it's- one guy.
1: Because it's a hero's journey. Yes. All of these movies yes. break down to a hero's journey, and a hero's journey is always solitary. So there you go. Yeah. How's work? Um, (laughs) She's asking more questions.
0: Yeah, she popped up. There's the red notification dots drive me crazy.
1: All right. Well, they have to get your attention. So while you're dealing with work, I will talk about the first thing that I saw. Okay. It is called Amsterdam. It is an all-star cast. Uh, and it is on HBO Max. It stars Margot Robbie, Christian Bale, and John David Washington as uh, three friends who who meet in Amsterdam, and that's important because John David Washington, being the son of Denzel Washington, is is obviously a black man, and in Europe in the 1930s, it was far cooler and far. Uh, more accepting to not only be black, but also be in society, go out with people, um, you know, that sort of thing. So through the war, uh, he meets up with Christian Bale, and they become best friends. And then they meet Margot Robbie, who is a nurse that treats them. And then once they come back to America, they all meet up again, and they witness a murder. Like a blatant Ooh. murder, but because it's the 1930s, John David Washington is black, and the and the other guy may or may not be mentally all together. Uh, they become suspects and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. The movie also stars Rami Malek, Anya Taylor Joy, and one Taylor Swift. I was looking at this movie and I said, "Taylor
0: Swift is Swift." Or it? Swift? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I remember seeing her in a commercial. Yeah, so she's this in this. Is um, this. Did you say this was streaming somewhere? Since I was distracted yes, by it work is on things? H.
1: It is on HBO Max.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And you should do the thing that pays you right now until the podcast pays you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so it is okay to say. What was that again? All this right. movie is is really good. Um, uh-huh. It's it's entertaining, and. Uh, they, they definitely all have a chemistry. It is more than just two actors put together in a sort of buddy picture. Uh, but everybody is just brilliant in it. And I am, I am convinced that one of these days you are going to see Margot Robbie accept the first of her few Oscars that she is going to win because not only is she chameleon-like and, and can go into any role, but she has this chemistry with everybody she works with. And it and that's what helps make it work, is the chemistry between all of these actors and so forth and so on. Oh, okay. and, and especially when you get a movie with a big-ass cast like that, where there are famous people everywhere, it's kind of hard to look past the, oh, that's just stunt casting thing. Well, they just put this person in this role because. Hmm. And there are a couple of those in this movie, but the main characters who are why you are watching this movie make it work. Amsterdam, Amsterdam, HBO Max, really good, just really good. Um, and it's a nice far cry from, you know, like sci-fi or big spectacle and all that other sort of stuff. So there you go.
0: Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and watch that now. Yeah. The next movie I have is also a horror movie. And this one I'm watching because I heard it was some new TikTok trend to watch this horror movie and record your reaction. Mm. Because apparently it is so scary. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, It's on Netflix and it is called Incantation. It's actually a Mm -hmm. Chinese movie or, or Taiwanese movie. It is dubbed into English. I watched the trailer for this and I thought I should not watch the English dub because of the main character and her terror and her fear. I felt the voice actor of the dubbed might not wouldn't necessarily pick up and convey that the same way the original actress did. So I watched Fair the point. Subtitle Fair for, point. yeah. So I watched okay. the subtitled version. And mm-hmm. this, it's, they tell you at the beginning that this is based on real events that happened. I haven't had a chance to look up the real events of that this was inspired by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I can't speak to that just yet. But it's like found footage kind of a thing. Supernatural horror where uh, this girl named Lee Ronan, she's narrating it. And so she's lost custody of her daughter, and she's finally getting her back now. Mm -hmm. And so she bought a video camera, and she's going to record her daughter coming home and their life together and being a mom. Because I don't think she ever got to really be a mom to her daughter. She was taken away or given away when she was still a baby. Because... After this, she and her friends, I think in college, they were doing a video YouTube channel show called Ghostbusters, and they were going to haunted places. And the two guys, I think they're related, and their home in some rural area of Taiwan uh, or China uh, has this... That their family is weirdly religious and this esoteric kind of religion. And there's this tunnel in the backyard or whatever that is forbidden to enter. You cannot ever enter that tunnel. So they're going to record for their show going into this tunnel that's forbidden. Doing this forbidden thing. Well, and this is not a linear thing. They're, they keep, they're popping around in the timeline. Well, after this happened, Lee Ronan, our girl, she ended up in a psychiatric ward because she kind of went crazy. And mm-hmm. weird shit happens. She feels she was cursed and that bad stuff happens to the people around her now, mm-hmm. because of this. And she was worried about her her daughter having these issues. And so through all this found footage, we follow her. And we see what happened and this weird-ass ritual and creepy, creepy shit. And it's gruesome. It was entertaining for me because I love horror movies. And this is a new kind of a thing to me. And I love when they tell me it's based on or inspired by true events because that means this weird supernatural shit happened to somebody or they believe it happened to them. Yeah. And she's trying to ask... And through the whole video, she's asking us to say this incantation with her, to help her daughter, to help her. And she was told that this, doing these prayers or whatever will, will help. And the more people that do them through your mind, um, you can make it happen. Like when you watch- So she's
1: asking the audience to do this? Yes.
0: She's talking directly to the audience with this. So if you think about, you know, those, uh, illusions where it, uh, uh, yeah illusions you see where there's a video and it's just a train moving through the like the the commuter train moving through the tunnel and if you look at it one way it's coming at you you look at it the other way it's going the other way or that image of a shadowy woman spinning around and if you look at it a certain way she's going clockwise but then if you turn your head or just look you think about it differently then she starts going counterclockwise those kind of Optical illusions. That's what I was trying to think of. It's like, she claims it's like that, where you can make it happen. You can see what you want to see based uh, on what your thoughts. So she's claiming that saying these incantations with her during this thing will help her daughter. Okay. But if it's found footage, I don't know. So there's that going on in the background of this whole thing. And yeah, creepy ass shit. Her daughter... Creepy, creepy shit. Seeing somebody on the ceiling and uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know uh, so much the TikToky reaction video ness of it. They give a certain timestamp that I can't remember right now. Sorry, folks. It wasn't quite so I, that timestamp, which I don't know, but I I remember the scene. It wasn't like scary. It, that was gruesome. That was more of like horrifying, gruesome, not like terrified, scary, horrifying.
1: So the TikTok thing wants your reaction to this gruesome, they mention visceral... This, f- yeah, they mentioned they this... You to, they want to film your visceral reaction to this.
0: I believe that's what it's all about. And they mentioned that timestamp, but in general, the whole movie is kind of... And at the end, you're like, oh, oh man, you people suck, kind of creepy shit. But I like what do you it. Mean, I really like it. You, it's, I don't want to give anything away. It's just creepy. But wait, shit.
1: you suck because of what creepy happened shit and that it was you're showing good. me.
0: No, no, no. Nothing of this is good. In that, in what, in the creepy shit that's happening. But in the movie itself, the movie itself is very good and entertaining. And if you like horror movies, and I really like this movie. It's called Incantation, right, but, and it's but, on Netflix. But wait, yes, so you're saying
1: what sucked is this whole tiktok
0: thing? No, no, the 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 ending like the scene in the movie. Like there's some scenes in the movie that I'm like, "Oh, that's terrible. That that's awful, sucky." No. Oh. Don't oh. do that to me, you sucky person. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That kind of you well. suck. Not like the TikTok stuff. The TikTok, I I appreciate the TikTok for bringing this movie to my attention cuz I would never have I don't I don't think it would have ever popped up, even though it is foreign, it's Chinese, it's Asian. Um it the language is Mandarin, but uh Yeah, I don't think but, I would have noticed right. this if I didn't hear about it to look it up.
1: But you recommend this over smile. Absolutely you...
0: recommend this over smile. Okay. Smile is the typical American horror movie blah. It's good, but it's typical American shit. Incantation is that other country and their um, beliefs and their uh, taboos and their yeah history well, remember that, and religions. Remember that
1: Korean show that we were watching? And I know it's it's not like me to bring up Korean stuff. That's I usually know. your bag. But, but remember that show we watched maybe two years ago? And it was that show based on Korean folklore?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was and that?
1: And it called? was a horror anthology? Yes. And... And, yes. and there was something with an elevator and all that shit yeah it, it is um, interesting
0: that show is a, a compilation of urban legends yes right. yes exactly but it is
1: interesting to see a horror movie based on other urban legends than ours
0: yes and other uh cultural religion taboos uh beliefs as well i but to I me also... that makes it even more creepy because it's i'm not familiar with the rules, so to speak, of how these things work. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's why I never went to see or stream the remake of Candyman. Because I I knew the legend of Candyman. Right. Wait, you said you liked it? I
0: I haven't seen that one. No. I don't think I've seen the first one either.
1: Oh, but the first Candyman was really, really good.
0: I know, but I I haven't seen
1: it. And it was set in Chicago, so that that made it an even bigger plus for me. But I also think, okay, so putting aside the whole other uh, urban legend thing, because obviously different societies have their own myths and urban legends and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. I think as we get older, I don't think we've, we've become jaded. I just think that all of these tropes, which you are better at smelling out than Dwight or me, because Laura can do it too, mm-hmm. um, I think they just become like normal. So, okay, so this movie is like this movie, or this movie is like this movie. Yeah, they, they, and I went in and they, I and I went into the movie, it follows exactly the same way. like, okay, this seems a bit new. Mm-hmm. But it turns out to be your typical like chase movie, just a really slow chase movie.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm like,
1: when's the scary shit gonna happen? But that's why when we were younger, Blair Witch project works. And this and what you saw kind of took me back to seeing Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch Project, where it was creepy. It was all mood yeah, setting. Yeah, it was all. Yeah.
0: That found so, the first ever, to me, found footage type of horror movie where right. it, you're hearing about things in their shaky camera. And, and you're they immersed are, in it you because watch the of the characters that. be fucking scared as shit. Yes. Right. Although, and you're
1: a part of it because you feel as though you're the one holding the camera.
0: Yeah, like you're with them. Yeah. Right. My main issue with Blair Witch, though, was the Sci-Fi Channel put out a fake documentary on the Blair Witch legend and stuff to promote yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. That yeah. was so much scarier and creepier than the actual movie. The actual movie well, because I gave watched away it. All the- I guess. I mean, it, it covered a lot of the same stuff you learned during it, it. And knowing that going into it, I had expectations set in a certain way that when I watched Blair Witch, I was like, well, that was such a letdown.
1: Wow, <laughs> yes. Blair Witch... And the
0: shaky camera on a giant screen really made me nauseous.
1: Well, it made other... So, <laughs> yeah, that's, shout out to Mike. Mike. Yeah. What's up, Mike Alexander? Hey, Mike. Um, but... Um... When we all went to go see it, and I and I won't stay on this for very long because we got to be quick, yeah. quick, 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 mm-hmm. But when we all went to go see it, it was in the heyday of motion pictures and theaters. Right. So we grew up during the last bastion of you actually went to a movie theater and prayed that you could still get in to see a movie at right. the time you wanted to go see it.
0: Yeah, that, w- that was the so, big thing with Blair Witch, yeah.
1: So we were all standing in line, and the only seats that we could get were either second row or oh, first row. Man,
0: so that, that shaky
1: blurs. camera shit mm. really worked its fucking voodoo on you when you are that close yeah. to the shaky screen. Oh, yeah. And as a matter of fact, one of us actually, I think it was Mark Stemper's brother who had to run out of the theater and use the exit door to go throw up afterward. Oh, God. Because it was yeah. just, it, and it did create that motion sickness Oh, for it people. totally did, yeah. Um, but the surrounding, that was actually a movie that won because of the social media aspect of it. It was really the first movie to use a website and to use specials to bolster the Blair Witch legend, which made you go see this movie. Mm-hmm. And now that kind of shit is being done all over the place. So, and and yes, the ending of Blair Witch is kind of but the <laughs> But it's the journey in that movie that is scary and very mood-setting and all of that. And so your description hearkened me back to that, but I think as we get older... This whole TikTok thing. If we had TikTok, it probably would have been Blair Witch Project.
0: Oh, it absolutely would have been.
1: If we had if we had TikTok in the 70s, it would have been Halloween, the original Halloween. You know, so I think it's just this generation's way of of interacting with the movie as the backdrop. But by this time we're so jaded because we've seen all of these tropes before, which is my point, that we're like, eh, okay. I can go along with it. I've seen this before, but, you know, okay. okay. But I'm glad you were entertained by it.
0: Yeah, I was very entertained. I thought it was good. Um, cool. Yeah. So what do you get next?
1: So, so the last thing that I have, <laughs> speaking of the Kevin Bacon family, oh. is the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special oh. on Disney+. Plus? Uh. <laughs> and it is about a 45-minute movie, so it's not a huge investment of time.
0: Okay? Oh, 45 minutes then, yeah.
1: It's 45 minutes, and I'll explain why. So it, it's actually very cleverly written as well. So you find out that when Peter Quill was a boy, it, it's no surprise if you've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, he was taken from Earth by a character named Yondu, At the behest of their father, at the behest of his father, um, who was ego, a being from another planet. And he was on his way to go deliver the kid. But then Yondu was like, no, this guy's nefarious. I'm going to keep this kid for my own and turn him into basically a space pirate. But he kind of destroys Christmas for Peter. Hmm. And so all the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy say, well, Peter needs Christmas and it's so it's so stupid. It's you know, it's it's just like, why does he need Christmas now? Why not when you met him years ago? Like, but don't ever pull on those strings. So Drax, who's played by Dave Bautista, and the alien woman who they pick up in Guardians of the Galaxy Part two, who is on Ego's Planet, they go on a mission to Earth to bring Kevin Bacon to Peter Quill. <laughs> Because Peter Quill idolizes Kevin Bacon.
0: Of course he And thinks
1: he is a hero. Because the kid only saw movies like Footloose and only sees the characters that Kevin Bacon played. And so it's their mission to go to Earth to bring Kevin Bacon to Peter Quill and give him a good Christmas. It is a movie that is so stupid (laughs) that it's actually entertaining. Because I think they kind of go out of their way To make a quasi Star Wars Christmas special.
0: Oh my God, that's amazing! Okay.
1: In its in its silliness, it's absolutely it's absolute silliness, and the amount of money that they had to spend on it because Vin Diesel is back uh, back as the voice of Groot. Ah, great. Bradley Cooper is back as the voice of Rocket. I mean, you get all of the the people. I mean, and and what's his name? Um, uh, the guy who plays Peter Quill. Chris Pratt he's in this obviously, but so the amount of money that they spent into it and they really make you feel like this is a a Star Wars Christmas special and its goofiness, but it works because we almost turned it off
0: mm.
1: but we didn't
0: like why we kept on with it, it till the, the to end we staring. kept
1: gotta keep staring <laughs> at it and I'll tell you what the end leads to something that's actually quite touching. And you find out a plot point in this that is actually canon in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I am not going to reveal what that is. I don't know where that's going to come into play, because usually when they drop nuggets like that, you know you have to keep that shit in the back of your mind somewhere. But that's how well it's written. Is it the best acted thing? Of course not, because it's supposed to kind of be a parody of the Star Wars Christmas special. But you know what? You could certainly do worse during the holiday season. And if you and your family are into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, spend 45 minutes, get goofy, and watch Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. There you go.
0: All right. All right. My last thing is I watched the very uh, first episode of the harry and megan documentary on netflix
1: i can't wait to watch that actually
0: there's going to be a total of six episodes i don't know that all six are available right now i only watched Mm. the first one and Mm. i believe the first one's kind of the setup for what their whole point of making this is and the first one tells the history of how they met and how they're early dating before it hit the press, and then it really focuses on the press as the villain in this whole thing. Right. Go- he Harry talks about how his mother Diana was affected by the press. They have some old footage of like she's on vacation with the kids in some ski resort somewhere, and she pleads with one of these reporters, or all of the reporters, all the paparazzi to to just leave them be and have a family trip and leave the kids be kids she pleads with them and that was hard to watch and then how they all latch on and start attacking uh megan markle because she's not your typical royal approved kind of a spouse material sure in their eyes and just yeah yeah so they're going to talk more about everything moving down the line. Um, you know, They're split with the royal family and all that. But the first episode for sure villainizes the media and okay. blames them for what happens. And they, they talk about how um, everybody else that they don't know, like people they don't know, are telling their story and telling their side of things. It's like, I've never met you. What, what do you know about my side of all of this? And so she, they say we decided that let us tell you what's going on. Let us tell you what happened. And that was their point of this. So uh, if you care at all about the royal family and the royals and the whole Megan Harry story, uh, sure. Go ahead and watch this. I never cared much and I still don't understand why everybody hates her. I mean whatever, they're together, whether she's with him or not, has no bearing on my life. And I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> so, but well, I watched I, it because everybody's going to talk about it. And I wanted to see, like, what is this now? And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll keep going because I don't care enough.
1: But I, but I think that, and, and I read this quote about it, which is what makes this interesting to me. Mm-hmm. That Harry said that that Megan, like you said, reminds him of, of his mother. Yes.
0: She is very giving and she cares about other people. Uh, she loves children and she cares about the children and wants right. to help people and all that kind of thing. Yes. Yes.
1: And he said, a, and, and I forgot the, the exact quote that he describes, and then he says, and I am my mother's son. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote because it proves beyond a shadow of a doubt how much influence Diana had on her boys. And I, and, and I say that because Harry had the courage to break away for love.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and not want to see this woman who he is absolutely in love with go through the same thing that his mother went through. So he divorced himself from the royal life to be with Meghan. And by him saying he is his mother's son, that made me very proud to hear Mm -hmm. that that is Diana's legacy. Now, you're right. Does this impact your life at all? No. But I'm interested in seeing it because one of the racial thing, I am a biracial kid. So taking it through that half lens, and I'm not being punny, but taking it through that half lens of how was she treated and how much worse was it for her on a different level because she is half black, but also to see, and and I'm rooting for them so much because I think they're eventually going to become richer than (laughs) the family actually is um, because of all of their ventures and so forth. and. And again, the legacy of Diana, with the work that they do, the charities that they do, they are putting their good wo- their goodwill into the world because it was taught to him by Diana.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's so that's what makes that,
1: it very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, and that's also something that Megan's passionate about too,
1: which is awesome. That
0: kind of work, mm-hmm.
1: you know, she went from a model on Deal or No Deal, You're right, <laughs> see, and and suits to being a princess
0: yeah
1: and it's or a not in title she was not a princess but a duchess yeah they gave her in the royal family of the world
0: yes yes
1: and so that kind of shit uh, that's what i want to i want to see yeah but it's this but to your point though why are there okay so when you go through the checkout line in a store why are there always magazines even to this day before the queen died, of Diana, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. why do all of these tabloids still put these pictures up? And it's uh, because the legacy endures. Mm-hmm. So at least they took control of the narrative.
0: They're trying and to and put this, yeah.
1: and they're trying to. Well, of course, there are always two sides to every story. Yeah,
0: every and of course the British paparazzi they hate it. Uh, U.S. the U.K. critics. Hand the whole thing they don't like it um, well, and of course
1: not because it goes against the Royals
0: yeah and you know my view that it doesn't affect that this stuff doesn't affect my life citizens of the UK and it does affect their lives because Absolutely. their ta- tax dollars go towards supporting the royal family and there's an episode of uh, John Oliver that talks all about the financial side and financial drain on UK taxpayers of the upkeep for the Royal family.
1: Yeah, And I yeah. think
0: that is important to watch before you pass any judgment on what Harry and Megan are doing because their break with the Royal family takes them out of that whole UK tax dollars, um, Kind of absolutely
1: thing. they now have to fund themselves
0: yeah well harry has something has his own money from his duke or whatever title he's got and the lands mm-hmm. that are given to him were bestowed upon him and megan's got her own money from her job and from her acting, her, acting and all, her own career and sure stuff, yeah
1: so yeah but they yes, weren't hurting yes.
0: they weren't hurting and i don't think there's they're hurting now either but oh, they certainly won't. Yeah. And however much they get paid for all the stuff they do, you know, publicly, but whatever.
1: But it is also the unifying factor. So, what we do not have, or, all right, here's where we get into colonialism and yeah, all that other yeah. sort of shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> they broke away way back when and stole this country, or, hmm, usurped this nation from its native peoples. And yes, you are listening to that kind of show, people. So if you don't know that about us by now, thank you for joining and we appreciate your business. But they broke away from a a king to be over here so that eventually a good thing could happen, people governing themselves. And I totally get that. I do, because I love this country. I absolutely do, and that is an, an unabashed love for this country. But we don't have a monarch as a ruler, and England does. And it, is, it has been their unifying factor. So it, is, it has always been in times of strife, in times of war, in times of poverty. You always look to the royal family for strength and security, kind of like going to your parents. So you're right. I don't understand that. So of course they think of it as a betrayal that someone would dare speak against this Mm -hmm. and the paparazzi who are just fucking morons
0: oh god those bastards
1: they are the siblings that will they they will eviscerate people absolutely eviscerate people but yet they they don't want to be eviscerated themselves in the same way well nobody can hit my sister except me So they take that stance of, well, nobody's going to attack the royal family but us. Because that's our fair game. So fuck them. I want to see this, though, because to me it is an introduction into the reality of royal life. And I I think you actually hit on a very good point of watching that John Oliver special. And John Oliver is always very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he will take you down the rabbit hole of shit you really should understand. It is a shame that, I mean, that there is a proliferation of so much media going on. Because you have so many sources to watch that John Oliver on HBO might be another thing to watch. But you should keep up with his topics because he will explain... Politics, finances—just watch him. He's cool. So I think, to your point, it would be interesting to watch his special on the royals, going into anything royal.
0: Yeah, watch his just to get on a.
1: That. And he—and just in case you folks don't know this, he is British himself. So put that lens on it as well. So he's—he's he's giving you the lowdown. But anyway, I—I I will watch it. You will not.
0: Um, I don't know if I'll keep going unless I got nothing else going on. I mean, I've got so many shows up in the air that I'm totally into. That hmm. some are re- releasing one it. episode at a time. Ugh, yeah, some I can only watch a couple episodes and then you know, time has moved on. <laughs> well, and, and, well, that's you know, the same thing stop. with this
1: whole fucking Avatar movie. I don't care. Yeah, I we Laura and I had this discussion of. Is it too late for Avatar? I feel it is. And Avatar is the biggest motion picture of all time. But it came out 13 years ago. So have we moved on? Or have we not? Are people so clamoring for four sequels to this movie that it's taken 13 years and you're willing to wait? That's one of the questions that I want to pose on on our show today. So log on to your to TheWatchListPod.com, click, us, click on the Contact Us button. To Patty's point, is there so much going on that you could watch something and even be entertained by it, and then you're like, nah, I got this other thing over here that I want to check out? Or do you stick with something all the way through, despite your FOMO of missing what everybody else is watching? And two, is it too late for Avatar? Because you see a ton of these fucking commercials everywhere. I'm like, this is a once-in-a-generation experience. And I got to say, those underwater sequences look pretty fucking rad. But it's not enough to make me go see Avatar again.
0: No, definitely Because
1: not. I'm tired of movies where the humans are always
0: bad. Right?
1: You know, those parables of, okay, can't we fucking do one thing right? you know and i get that that's where the conflict comes in but uh, <laughs> but you're seeing all of these commercials and i half wonder that they're throwing all these commercials out there to say okay come on back i know it's been 13 years but let's try to rebuild your excitement for this and i don't it's either going to make 200 million dollars its opening weekend and be the biggest opening weekend of all time mm-hmm. or it's going to flop
0: oh yeah yeah, it's it, it'll
1: yeah. make like sixty or seventy million dollars and automatically be deemed a dud, mm-hmm. and then you'll see the rest of those sequels released on HBO Max or something like that. <laughs> uh, so let us know uh, and engage with us on social media at Pirate Alice, uh, at Bill Ivory Larson, at the Watchlist Pod. Yeah. And the last thing we do have news, news. like really quick news. News. There is upheaval in the in the DC universe. Oh, and so they got James Gunn to take over the the DC extended universe, much like Kevin Feige has been overseeing the Marvel universe, and so all of these projects that we've been seeing from dc like superman and aquaman and all that other sort of stuff besides the two movies that are scheduled to come out which are the flash and then what's the other one it's um aquaman 2 that's it they have put a hold on everything else including wonder woman 3 but i'm not excited to see wonder woman 3 because wonder woman 2 was shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was unimpressed with that
1: one. And apparently Patty Jenkins is all in a, in a way because they, they scrapped her idea and said, no, that's not the direction we want to go. But oh. at the same time, I am happy to see that there will finally be some cohesion to the stories that they are telling. Because for a while, it was just all these kids playing in the sandbox, making their movies the way that they wanted to make them. And Zack Snyder, if you care and are geeky enough, (laughs) had a vision. But then the studio Warner Brothers got all involved and it just became this mishmash of, well, we want our money quickly and we want to do 10 years worth of work in three movies and yeah. That didn't work so well. The movies were entertaining, but there was no cohesive story to it. They shit on the comics source material, blah. So what they're getting back to is the comic source material. They want to do right by all of these characters like Marvel is doing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. So uh, if you care about another superhero universe... It's about to change. And part of why I bring that up is because Henry Cavill, who was supposed to do another Superman movie, may or may not be doing another Superman movie right now. So he might be open to doing Witcher, but they've already replaced him. Mm -hmm. So David and I, shout out to David, shout out, David. um, We're having this discussion this morning about, you know, Henry Cavill missing out on doing The Witcher. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, that's why pay-or-play deals are in effect in Hollywood. Mm.
0: So a pay-or-play
1: deal is when you get to a certain stature, you sign this agreement because you agree to be available for a certain amount of time. Even if the project doesn't get made, you get paid. So Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, who was going to take over the role of the Witcher, probably has a pay-or-play deal for that. Mm. So if Henry Cavill suddenly became available, I do not see a way in hell they do not pay Liam Hemsworth to say, thanks for your time, we appreciate it, but we're going to go back to Henry,
0: wonder, and Henry's
1: going to get a shitload of money to go back to The Witcher.
0: I wonder if they could give Hemsworth a different role. You know, keep they him, might. Because he's still a big seller, I would say. right? Or
1: they could do a spinoff.
0: And not have it be
1: the same story, you know? Like, you could have a Henry Cavill, Liam Hemsworth episode together, so you kind of establish him. And there are ways to do it, but just bringing everybody up to speed. And then there's all this upheaval about what Fucking streaming services are going to be called what? And I think you oh, had an geez. idea. Call it Max Plus. And I thought, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything is either Max or it's Plus. Right? So just
0: name yeah. it Max Plus. Yeah, why not? I mean, God. That made
1: me laugh. It's all, it's all fucking bullshit. But anyway. So that's your news. Those are your reviews. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, that's your news. Those are your reviews. Hey, hey. Copyright 2022. I did it. Nobody else can have it. <laughs> And thanks for listening everybody. We'll be back next week with a normal size show. We, although I'm sure this show, yeah, we're already at 50 yeah, minutes, so it's a it's a normal, it's size, a normal show. size show. Oh, we
0: could have just it. gone on and on about the other things I watched.
1: <laughs> I know, but whatever. I had to yammer. Anyway, everybody, you take care. Have an awesome week. Thank you for all your birthday accolades if they ever come. Happy I'm just
0: birthday. trolling birthday. For...
1: Thank have you. Have a good
0: birthday it. weekend doing amazing things. You know what?
1: I just want to have some good times with friends, and part of that celebration is doing this show with you, so thank you. Um, But, you know, just go out and enjoy being outside. I had my flu shot this week. I'm going to get my next COVID booster next week because I want to be armored Uh, against shit.
0: I don't blame you, but it's cold and rainy here, so I not sure and we're
1: getting that cold rain it. either tomorrow or sunday
0: mm.
1: but i just you know what i just want to be with people i've been having this this hankering to be with people and i and i think it it does come from the effects of being contained for two
0: years oh definitely yeah.
1: you know so and and i'm so much fatter so i don't have a thing to wear <laughs> So I have to go I have to go and do that battle too. Oh god, I hate uh,
0: showing
1: Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we will catch you next time. Okay, bye okay, bye.